Too much candy will give you nightmares. Today on Podcast Magoria. To another episode of Podcast Magoria. I'm Autumn. And I'm James. And welcome to the actual official start of the third <laughs> season, I suppose. I, yeah, I guess it's this, this counts. This is, yes, this is post Halloween A to Z. Yeah, we never really know exactly. If the new season starts with the A to Z, or if A to Z is just its own beast, if it's, you know? a, if it's like its own special, I, like I, I, I would say that you could argue that um, A to Z is its, it's almost its own production. Oh, that's for sure. <laughs> but uh, you know, it's what are you gonna do? You just gotta, just gotta roll with them punchies. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> so, as per the um, tradition. We're going to be unpacking our top five, bottom five, not in that order. <laughs> we like to stack them. Yeah, you know? yeah stack them. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and uh, and just kind of like talk about maybe the experience of uh, of the of the A to Z. I don't know. We've got a lot to talk about. We got a lot of movies to the poop on or give a kudos to. And I gotta say, guys, I am still freaking exhausted from this previous halloween a to z yeah yeah they, like i don't know if we put more heart into it this year <laughs> or just having you know convention prep on top of doing the halloween a to z uh it i, I think definitely um this year was the year that felt like we were real you know what i mean yeah. not just two jackasses in a uh, in a shanty booth, uh, <laughs> recording a show like it, like because of the convent being guests at a convention and uh, and also like doing the show on top of that mm-hmm. and having a producer and having all this stuff like yeah it, we're we're one notch up <laughs> yeah yeah so this year it definitely felt different yeah um, and I don't know if anybody noticed difference in quality or anything but you I would know. hope so. I hope so, too. In the positive. Yeah, in the positive. Because <laughs> yeah. I, I do feel like uh, we we put a ton of heart into it this yeah. year. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, especially like the, the promo pictures were some of my favorite ones we've done yeah. the entire show. Yeah, same. I was extremely proud with what we came up with this year. Yeah. If yeah. only more people would look at them. <laughs> That's right. And like <laughs> and comment on them. Come on now. Come like, on. <laughs> well, I, I think that like the plan going forward is post A to Z putting making a gallery on the actual website. So, ah, yes. So, you know, stay tuned for that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, go back and comment on them if you yeah. like them. Well, you know, like and, and and I don't I don't stress this as much as I used to, but the thing is, is like with our episodes is they're timeless. They're evergreen. Yeah. And so if you're listening to this like three years from now, from when we actually initially release the episode, 
find us, comment on us, unless like there's some sort of like Armageddon situation happening, then you know maybe protect your own and stay yeah. in your bunker. But yeah, maybe not <laughs> um, put all your worries on to random uh, podcaster assholes. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, if we're helping you through the the, the Armageddon, then cool. I mean, cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Stay with it and. Um, you know, stay spooky. <laughs> um, so right out of the gate, I want to talk about something that was a little different this year uh, for our movies that mm-hmm. um, I don't know if listeners will have noticed. But one of the things that um, I did differently this year is we did not lean too heavily on Tubi. We did not. No. And I mean, that's just because we utilized them so often yeah we really do yeah like to be is a godsend yeah for people like us <laughs> yeah for sure yeah yeah if you don't want to have a subscription to every single you know service because the thing is is like you know shutter was kind of the star of this this year's very much yeah. um you know or at the very least amc plus i would i would dare say even though we have <laughs> both but yeah it just seems like our list was a lot more varied we weren't limited to just like one any one particular streaming service right um I feel like we branched out a lot more with like newer movies yeah. and more classics too. Yeah, I feel like. Yeah, it was a widespread. Yeah, like, and it, and it. It I, wasn't like all just B movie. Like, ooh, we yeah. don't know what we're going into with this. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Well, and that's. You know, that's a great segue to get into our bottom five. Um, oh, for sure. Uh, because I don't know if you had as much trouble as I did. But I knew my, like, definitely three. I knew I, three of them for yeah, sure. Yeah, I knew three of them for sure, but it was really tough picking both tops and bottoms. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because there were, it was hard to to go, okay, well, especially for my tops, and I don't want to get too much into that because I don't want to reveal too early. Right. But, <laughs> but it was definitely a case of me going, all right, is this, is this subjectively good? Is this really the best? Or right. is it just because this was a fresh idea? Or was it? And and I guess like, you know, that's a big part of it is we've seen so many movies. <laughs> right. And so it's really hard. And and you probably noticed listening to some of the episodes where we compare a lot of them to each other mm-hmm. or to previous episodes even where we're like, oh, well, this is just like such and such or such and such did this better. Yeah, I also feel like this year we had so many that were just like, you know, middle of the road. Yeah. It wasn't yeah. necessarily bad. It wasn't necessarily good. Yeah. So that's what made it really difficult to um, choose my list. Yeah. And it was also like, okay, did I did I gush about this movie at the time? But now reflecting on it, like, I like, maybe I like this one more than I liked that one. Yeah. Or, and so on and so forth. Because I really did, like, reflect on a lot of these movies, mm-hmm. like, a few days, like, after yeah. the fact. Oh, there were some that, for sure, we were writhing about. <laughs> even post like a to z like still talking about them yeah i would just bring up you know in that movie they really should have done this instead yeah. and yeah. yeah yeah there's a lot of little things like that um all right well i guess i'll jump in with both feet um, okay and on this our is number five our number five of the worst of the worst all right my number five which i'm coming in hot And I'm coming in um, controversial, I think. Oh. Ooh. Okay. My number five of my bottom five is Ghoulies. (gasps) 
Ghoulies, really? Yeah. Um, oh, dang. I just think that the movie as a whole is a mess. Right. It's just it's just like another one of those movies, and I think I even said it in the episode, where you just, you, the viewer is left wondering, how did this get sequels? Right. You right. Know, other than the fact that somebody must have got their hands on the ghoulie props. Yeah, somebody saw that there was profit in those designs. Yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, like, th- that's the thing, is like, as a whole, movie, not great. No. It's parts, the sum of its parts, though, like the little, like, little bits of it mm-hmm. have good movie in there. Right. You know, because, like, the ghoulies, it, there's some good movie in there, obviously, because, like, I, and I haven't seen the second one in so long that I can't remember. Like, it feels like maybe the second one's, like, a soft reboot. I, yeah, because I feel like the second one has more goofs and gags, yeah. and you see the ghoulies a lot more. Yeah. Well, it's kind of like... um yeah, Leprechaun 2. Leprechaun mm-hmm. 2 is, is basically a soft reboot also because it yeah. has, you know, it has fuck all to do with the first one. Yeah, because it gives you actual, like, lore to yeah. the Leprechaun. You have a point to his character. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's stupid, but it's, it's you know. Like, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, like, and that's that's the thing is, you know, as we said, you know, of course, uh, with each one of these little mini reviews, if you want to hear more details, definitely, if you haven't listened to um the actual episode definitely go back and listen to it because you know we pick apart every freaking scene if you haven't figured that out yet and, <laughs> and, and but the thing is is like there's so many things about this movie that are baffling and then this almost ended up a little bit higher up on my bottom five list just because you were so angry yeah i was because <laughs> the fact that you know um grendel and greedy gut like yeah what, what the hell was up with them like I, I don't know we gotta see the others just to see <laughs> if they bring those guys back explain why they're connected to the ghoulies Something. I don't Either know. Either that or we're going to have to make another Ghoulies. It's going to be like Ghoulies Origins. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, well, we'll see if WWE Pictures will, oh. will you know. See, I was going to say, let's uh, let's contact uh, Greg Sestro or something. Yeah, you know? okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, like that movie. Um, so, yeah, like, well, definitely I, I want to watch the sequels to it. Yeah, and... just because I've... I've feel like the second one's so much better than the first one. Yeah. Well, I mean, and that happens sometimes. From what sometimes. I remember. Yeah. I will, you know, look at the uh, Child's Play series. Like, right. Right. You know? <laughs> um, all right. So what is your, what's your five, number five for your bottom five? Okay. So I always feel like of the bottom five, number five, not going to be that bad you know but it's definitely like bad yeah and so my my number five is quicksilver highway ah (laughs) i put it at the number five position for the bottoms because first of all i feel like and i stated this in the episode it's so weird to have an anthology movie where it's just two stories oh yeah doesn't it feel like just so empty Oh, oh, yeah, 100%. When you, when you don't have three. <laughs> yeah, it, it feels like the movie had uh, been uh, torn apart by the Langoliers. <laughs> right, right. Like that That last story got eaten up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My other thing about it is that I feel like there could have been way more lore behind the narrator. Like sure. made him a little more mysterious rather than, oh, here's some creepo. Yeah, well, uh, and and we, you know, during the episode, I, I compared it um, every once in a while to Body Bags. Yeah. Now, that movie, which was cobbled together, you know, and, and definitely go back and listen to our po- uh, our Body Bags episode. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, the thing with uh, Body Bags is that here you have a movie that was going to be a show. 
Right. So, and, and we even say in the episode that this has TV show energy. Yes. And yet it still pulled off a proper anthology with a good horror host. And even though you're kind of thrown into it with him, by the end, you have a narrative that yeah i mean you, it's not a driven narrative by any means but it's fun yeah you completely understand the narrator you understand mm-hmm. that oh he's possibly some sort of ghoul working yeah. in the morgue yeah. you know while this character you're just like oh he's just some creepo that you know likes to bother people <laughs> yeah he likes to waste people's time he likes to waste people's time <laughs> yes with his stories that don't have morals because not every story needs a moral uh so yes while i think quicksilver highway is a fun movie just because of the content of the stories mm-hmm. i definitely don't think that it's worth checking out yeah i think that it's safe to say that it, it is okay to leave this one semi-lost uh, yeah. to the to the archives of youtube yeah if anything one day maybe we can get like a remake of it that wouldn't be too bad yeah that wouldn't be too bad i want kind of the same feeling yeah definitely i just want a complete redo with an extra story thrown in yeah yeah keep the stories even yeah. but just read you know yeah because i love the story with the little uh chattering pair of teeth yeah like, yeah that's my number five well and and here's the thing is uh if you notice i was a little quiet about uh your number five <laughs> because um quicksilver highway is my number four. Oh, okay uh, um, <laughs> and you know it's not it, it, it like truly it's not the worst anthology we've it, watched no it's not um as you'll hear later perhaps <laughs> <laughs> but um this is such a waste of talent um from the cast to the writers even the mm-hmm. director of it it's oh, just yeah. it's just insane that you have all these incredibly talented people thrown together yeah. and somehow you get a very subpar tv special i mean heck like you have christopher lloyd yeah. one of the best like character actors that i can think of yeah and he's like my least favorite part of it yeah unfortunately yeah. he should have been you should like you know and then that's the thing that's funny is like during the the story segments mm-hmm. you do have this sensation of okay let's get this done with let's get this right, done with right right but it's not because you want to get back to the host. No. And that's, the, and you know, again, to use body bags, like those stories are solid. But the whole time in the back of my mind, I'm like, oh man, I can't wait to get back to the host. Yeah, I, I can't, can't see what he's up to. Yeah. For me, that feeling is, oh, I want to hurry up and get through the story to see if the next one is, is better. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, okay. Cause like, you know, the first story is a Stephen King story. And you're like, all right, well, Stephen King kind of shifted the bet on this one. So surely Clive Barker's yeah. got something better up his sleeve. Yeah, surely oh. he's got my back. Oh, no, he doesn't. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Like, um, I still, I, I wish that I knew more about the production side of it as far as, like, how did they come to choose these two stories? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and why these two stories in particular? Because yeah. Clive Barker and Stephen King are both prolific short story writers. Right. There's got to be a ton of stuff. Now, the only thing I could think of with Stephen King's side of things is that, um, you know, a lot of his stories have been bought up. Mm-hmm. Like, the, you know, like the, the rights to the stories are right. owned by studios. That's like, um, for instance, my favorite story from him, to The Talisman, has been um, in developmental hell on mm-hmm. purpose right. for like 30 years. 
um, because they keep almost making it just to hold on to the rights. Right. And it's just it's so frustrating. And I think that's what we're seeing with this is they're like, okay, well, what's what's available and cheap? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to like talking about this kind of uh, put an idea in my head for the remake. Okay. So we have Stephen King and Clive Barker, two like horror like kings. Yeah. If we put in a third story, I feel like, and you probably know where I'm going with this, who would fit the the theme, the mood of these stories the best? Since they're kind of they're kind of silly, they got a little bit of whimsy to them, but they're still a little horrifying. Okay, so the obvious choice to me is Jordan Peele. No, <laughs> I mean that would be good too. But I was thinking outside the box and going with Junji Ito. I oh, I think one of okay. his more oh, silly yeah. stories would fit in perfectly with these other two. Oh sure, yeah, like because it is, it does feel like a um, like a a Junji collection. Like the chattering teeth one is definitely like yeah. something he would come up with. Well, hell, even the 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 hand revolution sounds like one of his. True, like, true. Um, because he definitely has these where how did he possibly come up with this kind of yeah you know, horror? so i'm just saying we need a remake yep <laughs> <laughs> all right well now that you know what my uh number four was uh what was your number four yummy Ooh. okay uh and it's just because we saw the concept done already with rabid sure and rabid's just so classic and it's from yet another like king of horror yeah that i felt like yummy was just too similar and it had way too many uh just things that didn't make sense to the story yeah. uh the acting just wasn't the greatest yeah. and the ending <laughs> like I, I don't know it was just so many elements about it that is what made me go, okay, yes, it has to make my bottom list. Um, I'll definitely agree that the movie is... So what's funny is like it almost was my number five in my best. Oh, really? Simply because of the fact that I think because my expectations were low. And I thought that there were enough things about it that made it interesting. Mm -hmm. However... Like as far as pacing goes, quality of film, um, mm -hmm. and all that stuff, and and then yeah, like the acting. Now my, I guess my defense for the film is I don't know how much of that stuff is lost in translation, right? You know, and I will give it that, and I do think that it has plenty of like humorous moments sure. to keep you interested, like the freaking. The whole penis scene. Oh my god! Come on, yeah. that, that that was, was brilliant. Yeah, that was almost the reason why it was my, like my like top five. Like because I, I was just like, well, this is silly. Yeah, and, and it gives you like, uh, and I think we said it in the episode. Like, it's not as good as like say Shaun of the Dead, but mm -hmm. I'd put it with like a Fido. It's a yeah. Fido. Um, I think it. I think it just ended up making my list because I thought so hard about like all the movies that I wanted to put in the number four spot. Yeah. And it was the only one that I kept coming to and going, okay, I just, I don't know if I would ever want to watch it again yeah. compared to a lot of the others that I was going to put in my number four spot. Oh yeah. Yeah. It, and, and that's the thing is it, it's funny because like yummy was, 
And again, it was almost on my five, uh, my top five. It was almost on my bottom five too, because of various reasons. Yeah, it's it's, it's, it's such a seesaw of emotions for that movie. <laughs> the movie could have ended earlier. Plus, also the drive of the characters was baffling. Exactly. Yeah, like the that was one of the reasons why it did end up on my bottom because just because of. The character dynamics. Yeah. Like, why did that girl all of a sudden, like, not love her boyfriend anymore who was being fully supportive of her? Yeah. It was what was frustrating is here you had a movie that it could have been a final girl situation. Yep. And and that's what the first half of it is. But I hated her so much. Yeah. And then, <laughs> well, and you basically have an established hero of the movie mm-hmm. to then have her take the back seat and just be a nagging girlfriend yeah yeah i didn't want to root for her i wanted her to get eaten turned into a zombie yeah did somebody in the writer's room get fired midway through did the producer go oh no 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 we can't have a girl be a strong character or maybe she did something during production that they were like you know what yeah fuck Fuck you yeah we're gonna make you out to be the villain of the movie like you're almost (laughs) as bad as them damn twins uh but so so yes that's that's essentially why it ended up yeah oh i think Definitely, definitely worth it. Yeah. Being there. Yeah. So. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so what's your number three then since we're moving pretty fast We're moving now. pretty fast. <laughs> uh, my number three is Our House. Oh. <laughs> is that so? <laughs> is that also your number three? <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. You know what? We might as well just go ahead and rip into this one right now, both of us, because yeah. yes, it is my number three as well. Yeah, yeah. Let's <laughs> let's tag team this one. All right. What um my my what I have to say about it is Channel Zero called and it wants its horrible pacing back. Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> I never thought that I would say that channel zero had better pacing than anything but i think that it has better pacing than this damn movie somehow their long boring inexplicable shots made more sense than this yeah i think if it wasn't okay it might have not been stock footage it might have been footage that they took but i think it looked like stock footage so that's what took me out of a lot of that yeah well, and, and God help me for defending Channel Zero, but um, <laughs> at least with um, with the establishing shots they do between every single scene, every time someone says a line, basically, mm-hmm. at least those establishing shots were showing travel and was showing, okay, like, we got stock footage of a farm, now he's at a farm. Mm-hmm. We have stock footage of a bank or something, now he's at a bank. Right. This movie, all of the establishing shots don't establish anything. No, they're, they're confusing. Yeah, they're just showing, oh, he lives in a nice little town. <laughs> Was this movie <laughs> bankrolled by, like, the the travel company I was gonna for, say, for a town? It looks like, like Maryland or something. Yeah, yeah. Come yeah. to beautiful Maryland where <laughs> you might be haunted by your dead ex-wife. Like, or, you know, <laughs> yeah. like someone might be doing a science experiment in the garage next door. Um, Okay, but the most frustrating thing about this movie is that they had such a cool concept Uh of the, well, I think he should have been maybe a little older than college age, maybe, first of all, not like beginning in college. Okay. But I I just think that the, the machine's cool. 
I think the concept could have been cool, but the way that they delivered this whole concept was just so baffling and boring. Um, I agree. So I'm going to compare apples oranges here. Okay. Because um, you bring up the age of the character. Right. My question is this, is where in his college career was Herbert West in Reanimator? Hey, hey, <laughs> we are not bringing Herbert well, into this because he is an outlier. Well, well, see, and this is the thing, is <laughs> it's clear that this movie had inspiration from The Fly. It's clear that it has like some sort of like Reanimator thing going on there. And that's the thing. Is if they would have established that the kid was incredibly talented. Yeah, because he like looks... Like a super genius. He looks like many people that I've hung out with that I know that... <laughs> yeah, they're not the sharpest tool yeah. in, the, in the crayon drawer. Yeah, I wish that they had maybe established that, oh, he's a genius. Yeah, exactly. If he had a bunch of, like, science fair awards on his bedroom wall... Yeah. Um, and, and Instead and, of randomly throwing us into, oh, he's got to do this experiment with his friends. Yeah. His friends that don't matter. Yeah. Ultimately. Yeah. yeah I, I said that, uh, like, my my supplemental notes <laughs> um, for this movie is obviously, yeah, like, it's a muddy fucking plot. And you have a neck-breaking switch from day to night mm -hmm. with every scene. Yes. Um, I think that it's pretty bad that the kids do a better job than the adults as far as, like, being relevant to the film. Yeah. Um. I, I, I do think that this could be reworked into a Disney Channel movie, My Ghost Parents. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> where the kids, um, their eccentric older brother comes home for the holidays mm -hmm. um, uh, from college and they find his science experiment and it brings back their dead parents. Ah. Um, okay, but who's the... Okay, is the... Is the <laughs> In your theoretical Disney Channel movie, sure. does the parents die when the brother is back from college? The, the parents are definitely already dead. Okay, well, who's taking care of the kids then? Um, uh, some sort of uh, robot, maybe a robot house. A robot. Yeah, like maybe it's oh, a, maybe. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's a talking dog. <laughs> oh wait, no. Duh. This is a spinoff from that mummy movie. Like, so it's, it's, oh, it's their, so a mummy it's is their taking, mummy nanny. A mummy is taking care of them. Okay. Yeah. Good, yeah, yeah, good. Yeah. Just had to make sure. <laughs> but yeah, overall, this movie, yuck. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And I will say, though, the middle brother, though, he does a fantastic yeah. job at what he does. Like, kudos to that kid for yeah. being like one of the only good things to come out of that movie. <laughs> for sure. I meant to look him up just to see if he's like gone on to do other things I hope like so, yeah like, honestly like great job yeah he's got a job at least over at cw for sure <laughs> <laughs> all right let's switch things up a little bit autumn what's your number two i have a sneaking suspicion uh-oh i think our our top three might be the same because mm. i feel like you probably also say number two is Evil Bong? Evil Bong, yes. Okay, perfect. <laughs> okay, good, <Excellent>. good. <laughs> <laughs> We're on the same page. Yes. Uh, I mean, you could probably tell from listening to our episode how much we freaking hated this yeah, movie. Yeah, God, we tore into it from the opening. I, yeah. I mean, come on. Like, how can you mess up a stoner movie? It's it's it, during, not rocket science. During the heyday of stoner movies, even. Yeah. You had so many examples to go by. And... 
you just had to put a horror element into it. Yeah. Yeah. It seems like a really simple equation to me. Oh, yeah. Like, it, it, it's so... <laughs> <laughs> and and it's pathetic. It's it is. it's a pathetic attempt at a at a at a a fucking softball of a concept. Not even softball, a wiffle ball uh-huh. of a concept. Yeah. There could have been <laughs> so many humorous ways that these guys could have died. Uh so many ways of making doing the bongs evil powers like I think I that don't know. having the bong world was stupid. It was especially cuz it's in a strip club. That's yeah. just an excuse to have tits. Yeah, like And you don't even like get like the thing is like the tits are wasted in it cuz they're I in have, the background. I have like... never known a stereotype of stoners to be, "Whoa, we got to go to the strip club." You know? Uh, yeah, you know what? It's not that's not usually that's a that's like a jock bro thing. Yeah. That's not a like stoner stoners, stoners are thing. like, you're gonna make me leave the house. What the heck? And it's not to get food. Exactly. <laughs> or more weed. Are you kidding me? Now to be fair, uh mm. we of course have not seen the other Evil Bong movies. Oh, so ma- yeah, maybe yeah. there's maybe they figured it out eventually because there's maybe. like, you know, a hundred of them now. Yeah, so. there's too many. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that they took out the concept of the stripper world though. Yeah, because that's stupid. Yeah. If if they if um, they had to continue the movies, that's the only thing they should have taken out. <laughs> I sincerely hope that the other movies also don't shoehorn in um univ- like in studio universe references yes because that also was murdering the whole thing it was because the thing is it's like unless you are a super fan of those films Uh uh-huh you're not gonna know what the fuck's going on yeah you're just like what what is that little guy sitting at the table like what's his deal what what is is that guy going fixing to kill? Like, is that part of the is that, evil yeah, bongs what's he, yeah, like, plan? Like, what? Yeah, yeah. Like, there were definitely two characters that, though, are important to older, you know, full moon uh, movies. Mm-hmm. Their time had definitely passed by the time this was out. Yeah, and, and it didn't make sense. I feel like there have always been like full moon fans yeah but i don't know if there were at this point in time when this movie came out super fans that would be like oh my god it's so and so from puppets and yeah, well, yeah, it would or be demonic toys <laughs> demonic I mean. toys yeah yeah yeah, it, yeah. oh man ooga booga like no like yeah no one like besides like my mom who yeah. is a full moon fan yeah there's like <laughs> six people realistically probably two that aren't people that work for the company <laughs> right like it is in and, and the thing is is like i also you know i i know what to expect from those movies i do too um because i am a fan of of some of those films Me too. and stuff but i also know that you're getting you're probably gonna get like 80 percent shit 20 percent decent but come on but this like, was horrible yeah I'm just saying, like, comparatively to a lot of the other Full Moon pictures, like, why is Evil Bong so empty feeling? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the, <laughs> what I have to say, like, my final thought on, on Evil Bong is uh, that this movie makes the room look like Oscar bait. Oh, my <laughs> God. You're right. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> <laughs> and that is harsh. <laughs> like, because, I mean, I think that we compared a lot of the acting in this to oh, the yeah. room. Yeah. Because, like, where did they get these assholes from? Yeah. They can't deliver, like, anything. 
And I'm talking about Mr. Chong, too. I'm just kidding. No, he was such a waste on it. <laughs> he he really like... was. Like, I can't believe that that's their main selling point is that, oh, he's in this movie and he's in there for like, what, 10 minutes tops? Five, yeah, tops, tops. It, it's like collectively, like he had to have been there for, he had to have been on set no more than 30 minutes. <laughs> like, you think to... it took him that long to deliver all of his lines? I think he showed up. He's like, what do you guys want me to do, man? And they're just like, oh, just say some stuff about how a bong was evil and, um, you know, where it came from. All right. Oh, my bitch of a wife has sold my bong, man. Oh, you know, <laughs> perfect. All right. We're going to turn on a smoke machine <laughs> and you're going to pretend that you don't want to get high. Whoa, that's some acting. You know, like that's 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 it. Yeah. <laughs> 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 you know, and the rest of it was nonsense. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> All right. So I assume that your number one bottom five is the same as mine. Yeah, I might as well go ahead and assume that as well. Yeah. So we might as well go ahead and say it. Yep. Is it Zombie, zombie Wars? wars? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this one was one that you know, you mentioned at the top of the episode how there was things that we thought about after we recorded the episode after we watched the movie yeah. a, a, even after you know during our little break here i think that we have talked about this movie more than any other movie on our list yeah after the fact just because we are so like frustrated with yeah. it yeah oh yeah yeah because it, it's just you know again love a good anthology yeah and you know and and it happens sometimes they're not great you know look no further than quicksilver highway but this movie is insulting um Mm -hmm. because of there's so many factors to why it's an insulting film well yeah because you actually did a little bit more research after the fact you actually found information on this yeah well, and, and the thing is, is, like, it's not even information strictly for Zombie Wars. It's information about the shorts. And I, and I said it in the episode that I thought that it was, uh, that these were basically people's first, like, college films and yeah, stuff. Yeah, and you can tell. And and it's true. Like, and, <laughs> and what's so uh, amazingly frustrating is the fact that these movies were edited post, you know, like, release and stuff mm-hmm. and that they cut up they did they butchered these people's films yeah uh, so that's why like in our episode we talk about that where it's like oh it seems like we're missing something yeah. or big chunks are taken out yeah um i like one of the ones that you know one of the shorts that we we talked about a lot during the episode the one that like i ended up going like just kind of going like what happened here uh was a uh, naked zombie girl yeah yeah and yeah like it's insane because the fact if you go to the imdb page for naked zombie girl like there is an actual plot there yeah there is actual information and what is even more crazy is that this year they released a sequel <gasps> to naked zombie girl oh my god um and and keep in mind she's been naked since 2014 <laughs> <laughs> okay now i will say out of all the stories i do like Naked Zombie Girl the most just because I think the concept is actually kind of cute. Oh, yeah. And I I didn't really mention it in the episode, I don't think, but I like the fact that, yes, she's fighting zombies completely nude, but the nudity is not the point of... Yeah. The movie. Yeah, no. Like, there, there isn't really... It's like, not gratuitous. Which is insane. Yeah, she's think. just badass. Yeah, like... 
she like because they don't ever do what like other grindhouse movies do where there's like a long pause on her boobs there's never a long pause on her body a good chunk of the time like her nudity is obstructed either by hair mm -hmm. shadows or blood yeah and and i mean there or are her weapons yeah or weapons and like there are shots that you see everything, yeah. but it's not, that's not the main focus of the shot. Yeah. And so, and that's what's so cool about it. It is, it's, it's like, Naked Zombie Girl is solid. Yeah, like, I want to see the actual short and yeah. get the full story, because all that I know is that, yes, the, her friend in the back and her were prostitutes, and the guy that they're seen with that got bitten was their pimp, blah, yeah. blah, blah. But we don't really know what happens to her when she gets picked up with from the guy yeah. and all that stuff. So I, I want to check it out. Yeah, I want to check it out, too, because, like, you know, what I've gleaned from it, it seems like there's a lot more to it that makes it worth watching. Yeah. But unfortunately, because it was placed in this film with all these others, and I'm really curious on if the filters are in Naked Zombie Girl. Yeah, because I, I couldn't find, like official like without watching the original short but yeah. it just really because it looks like it's filter on top of filter yeah and and so i it leads me to believe that the curators of the shorts added in their own nonsense mm -hmm. to jazz it up and they didn't need to no, no. if that would have been a dead silent no rock music just quiet like almost a silent film mm -hmm. you know like it would have been so good yeah, like just the zombie noises. Mm -hmm. But it's the it's the vignettes in between that also oh. make this film just god awful. Yeah, like I think that they they are the worst parts. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Because just because of the quality. Yeah, well, I, it's just it's so frustrating that and, you know when we say in the episode about how the you know here you have a, another horror host, and every time that he starts talking. First of all, you can't hear them because mm -hmm. the mic system is is broken. Yeah. And then the other thing is that um, the entire time he's talking, the fucking the the girl on the screen is either making jokes about whatever he's saying to the cameraman, or she's cutting faces, so she's she's taking the draw away. There's some yeah. shots where she actually like stands in front of him while he's delivering his lines. Yeah. Which is just so unprofessional. Yeah. And plus, like. There's the one vignette where the contrast is, like, incredibly too oh, high. Oh, yeah, you're it's, blind. It's just so ugly looking. Yeah. And the sets, just everything about yeah. it is horrible. Mm -hmm. And I feel so sorry for that man from yeah. The Human Centipede because yeah. he's an established guy in horror at this point. Yeah. <laughs> so, seriously, did they just pay him in a... And a cheese sandwich. That's you know, right. Like yeah. you said. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, it was uh, 200 pounds and a, uh, a fish cake. Oh, that's right. That's 200 right. pounds and the fish cake. Yeah, that's what set yeah. it over. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, he has lunch. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, that uh, being our uh, our bottom five. Uh, were you done with Zombie Wars? <laughs> I'm done with Zombie Wars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's just, uh, you know, do a quick cleanse. Of our souls, <laughs> of those bottom five, because I do honestly think that the bottom five that we had this year are some of our worst. Yeah, that definitely. Like Zombie Wars especially. As, as I think that I said in the actual episode, I'd rather watch Lips of Blood again. Yeah. 
Like oh, if, yeah. if you're if you got me tied up to a chair and you're like you're gonna lose your life if you don't pick one of these movies to watch, Lips of Blood and Zombie Wars, I'd be like, Lips of Blood, Lips of Blood, please, <laughs> for love of God, please. Yeah, yeah, um, it's it's dreadful, just absolutely <laughs> dreadful. All right, so um, with uh, the top five, uh, starting with number five. I'm curious to see how this list plays out for us. Yeah. I think ours are going to be different. Yeah. For the tops, I think it might be a little different. Yeah. Um, my number five is V. V. Yeah. That was very close to being in my top. Yeah. To be honest. Um, Like it almost wasn't. And, I, and I'll tell you what. Like I'm going, I'm going to do a little bit of a spoiler alert uh, or a spoiler warning or what have you for my top five. It does not include like killer clowns from outer space mm-hmm. and stuff like that because I feel like those movies are already kind of established. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, if you're expecting that on there, sorry, it didn't happen. Oh. Um, but back to V, I think that the movie is a great showcase for some really fun effects. Yes, especially it, for the time yeah. in Russia. Yeah. Like, it's honestly amazing what they did with that movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that it's just a, you know, it's a moving storybook. Like mm-hmm. it's just because it's a it's a classic like folklore story mm-hmm. that they I think did a really fun take on it. I think that it's a it's just you know it's not the scariest movie in the world. It's not the best horror movie in the world by any means. But at the same time, like I had I probably had really low expectations, you know, going lower than I needed to have going into it. Yeah. And by the time the movie was over, I was just like, this is easily one of my favorite, like, old horror movies. Yeah. It it is a real surprise um, when you go in and watch it because uh, you do expect it to be like one of those movies. Yeah. Especially since it's not very well known mm-hmm. so you expect it to be bad when you're going in yeah but it's actually pretty darn good yeah um i i think that because you know it maybe for the time that it came out it wasn't necessarily following a lot of the trends of other films that were already out that time mm-hmm. um but if you if you were to have a collection of movies that were like some of the old 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 horror like, yeah. you know, the, the, you know, the cabinet of Dr. Caligari and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And he threw this into the mix. I think it'd be a welcomed oh, member yeah. because, because like the back half with, with when all hell breaks loose is such a well-crafted showcase mm-hmm. of like old school horror effects and stuff that I, it just, it, I love it. Well, I honestly think that this would be a move a great movie to um show a filmmaking class yeah just because at least that scene yeah because of the effects and uh what they were able to pull off uh with what they had also just think that it is a good film study in general Mm -hmm. uh just because of the sets the costumes like everything about it is just right for the time period that they're trying to Mm -hmm emulate so. yeah yeah it's uh, like all around fun yeah fun movie i like it i recommend it yeah uh I'll, like honestly if i come across a physical copy of it i might get it yeah yeah what's your number five my list is different because i did have to have a classic on here uh-huh. <laughs> and i only put it on here 
because it is honestly one of my favorite uh, horror movies of all time. And I went with The Fly as my number five. Oh, yeah. And I put The Fly on there because I felt like it would just be a shame not to put this piece of art, honestly, on this list. Um, It was weird, though, going back as an adult and watching this. Mm -hmm. Because I think the last time I had seen The Fly was when I was a teenager. But it's just weird to see the dynamic of the characters and how fast everything moves with that relationship as an adult. But other than that, um, just as I said, the artistry behind the film, the fact that it is essentially one set. Yeah. um, You're able to tell this full-fledged story on one set. And, of course, the special effects. Like, you know, I'm I'm the biggest sucker when it comes to special effects. And that's why a lot of my top movies end up making it to the list is because of the special effects. And I don't know. I still want The Fly, the musical. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I You know, I definitely agree that um, The Fly is really good. And it was hard to make the choice of not including you know it or again killer clowns or something like that yeah. like on on here just because the fact that you know they are established mm-hmm. and i think the reason why the fly wouldn't make it into my top five is kind of your 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 thing about seeing it as an adult is there's a lot of little things about how the people interact mm-hmm. that don't make sense to me right and uh, again that's what you know i've i've kind of nicknamed the like cronenberging it Mm-hmm. Um, because the fact that I just always feel like social cues and, and how people socialize aren't, they don't ever like, there's just something always kind of off yeah. about how people interact. And I think, I honestly think that's a reason why people find Cronenberg's movies so off-putting, yeah. not just because of the body horror, but because of the human interaction. Yeah, it's written by an alien. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Straight up. Yeah. Um, and, and so I, I think that's ultimately what kind of sets it off. Again, beautiful film. Absolutely love it. Yeah. Um, you know, effects are great. You know, Brundlefly, yeah. love the little guy. Um, I think it, it's just so influential to my horror tastes. Yeah. Um, that I was, I, I was like, I have to put it well, at this, least in the, t- in the five, number five spot. Yeah. I mean, you know, there's a reason why it usually makes it to the top, uh, you know, top 10, top five or whatever of horror films. Um, you know, like the best horror films and stuff like it's usually like this and like the thing and, and stuff yeah. like that are always kind of grouped together. And so totally deserves a spot in your top five. Yep. Definitely. My number four. And again, like the top five was hard. Oh, yeah. Um, but my number four was The Monster Club. See? Yeah, it was so hard to do the tops this year because <laughs> I, I struggled not to put that on my list. Yeah. But please go on with why it is on your list. I mean, well, first of all, we have a scene where Vincent Price is getting down. Oh, yeah. <laughs> getting down and dirty. It's a fun movie. It's not the best anthology ever. It's very goofy. Mm-hmm. Um, like, the stories aren't even, like... I mean, the acting's not even, like, particularly amazing. The stories aren't particularly amazing. But I think because it captures that, you know, what Creep Show eventually would capture. It's mm-hmm. that... It's a it's a graphic. It's a pulp comic. It's it's it is such a good job at 
capturing like Tales from the Crypt and and Vault of Horror and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. That's why I like it so much because the characters, um, the actors, the way they do the makeup for everybody, they look like they jumped off the page mm-hmm. uh, from one of those old you know comics. I, I just even though there's a lot of nonsense in there, the movie never goes. Yeah, this is nonsense. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's still, even though it's nonsense, they still treat it respectfully. Yeah, it's an established world with Mm -hmm. established politics. And, like, even though we don't know the full scope of what exactly the hierarchy is, we get a good idea of what goes on in this monster world. Yeah. And they do it so simply and put it so simply. Yeah, yeah. I, I saved the picture uh, because someone uploaded a really good picture of the monster family tree. Oh, nice. And I saved it just because of the fact that I was like, it's silly mm-hmm. and it's nonsense, but I've, I'm incredibly fascinated by yeah, it. Yeah, I would love to have a print of that it hanging was so, up. Oh, my God. It'd be so cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, and, and I guess like for me, it was just going into the movie initially, it could have been a drag. It, it yeah. could Because it's... You know, it's a British horror film, and yeah, and, Vincent Price is and, involved. Yeah, it, it's and and it's it's you know post a lot of like Hammer Horror where they they had definitely gone into the toilet by this point, and mm-hmm. you know just knowing you know that Christopher Lee turned it down and all this mm-hmm. stuff, like it's just like yeah, this had all the odds against it, but after the first story, you get a sucker punch. <laughs> in the gut with this really funny vampire tale. Yeah. And then you also have these vignettes of like these bands and stuff. I mean, to some people, it might be a negative where you're going, I don't know what the hell's going on from scene to scene. Yeah. But for this movie, it's its strength. Is yeah, somehow really, it makes sense. Yeah, it's a monster club. Yeah. You know, and so you got everything with this one. It is a full on like variety show of a movie. And that's why I put it at my number four is because I had a fun time with it. Um, I absolutely adore it. Yeah, I don't know how well this movie did when it first came out, but it would be a shame if it is like one of Vincent Price's like worst reviewed movies or whatever, just because it is so fun and it's so nice to see Vincent playing the character that he does and Mm -hmm. how he does. So I, as I said, it was so hard not to put that one on my tops, but... What is your number four? Um, my number four, I ended up going, and it's crazy because I feel like most of the stuff on my list are newer stuff. Uh, I could understand that. But uh, for my number four, I put Jennifer's Body. Oh. And that's just because I went into the A to Z knowing we were going to do Jennifer's Body. And I was so excited to be able to see it again, uh-huh. especially get to see it with you and see your reaction to it. Uh, just because I honestly think that it's a modern cult classic. Yeah. Just because it didn't do too well when it came out. Mm-hmm. It was after the fact that everybody started to pick up on what kind of movie it was and yeah. how exactly it was written. I love the dynamic of the characters, Jennifer mm-hmm. and the friend. And it it is just, it was something refreshing for the time. And I really wish that I had cashed in on it whenever it first came out. Yeah. It's just unfortunate advertising yeah. on their part. And that's why I, I had to put it on my list because I just feel like it, it deserves so much more credit than what it got. 
I 100% agree. It was really hard not to put that in my top five. It was almost my number five. And yeah, like, as a person that didn't watch it when it came out and watched it way past the time it's been out now, um, I absolutely do think that it's a fun movie. It Mm -hmm. is 100% a shame that it didn't get the attention it deserved. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that, yeah, everybody in it does a phenomenal job. Mm -hmm. I... It makes me so incredibly sad for Megan Fox's career. Me too. Me like, too. Not that she hasn't been successful, but she was a wasted talent. Like yeah, she was hundred percent a wasted talent. She she could have had a career almost like Elizabeth Hurley. Yeah. You know, where she's hot, but she's funny. Yeah. And she's she got can, good. Yeah. She can do all these different things. Cause she honestly, like does have range yeah well and and i think like this movie shows that like mega fox does have comedic timing like yeah because she is so funny yeah and just the lines that this demon is giving as a teenage girl yeah like yeah so good yeah it it (laughs) is it's 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 really funny and yeah i'd I'd put her up there you know elizabeth hurley is a good example um if she would have been um a horror queen like just been doing horror comedy or whatever mm-hmm. she could have been like our generation's cassandra peterson she could have been oh my god yeah yeah she could have been but instead like you know she was just considered sex symbol yeah and she was blacklisted because she was like i don't want to be a sex symbol yeah. but you have to be a sex symbol yeah, look at like, you yeah it's just like <laughs> no she's got the chops like she yeah. should have been utilized and i hope that maybe someday she does get you because i'm yeah. sure that she's still got talent she's oh, yeah. just not been in anything for a while and yeah. i don't blame her um because it sucks like, yeah um but i know that i kind of touched on this a little bit after the fact, but I wanted to bring up something that I didn't get to bring up in the episode about Jennifer's body, mm-hmm. and that is the fact that it has been compared to um, the story of Tomie yeah. by Genji Ito, and I do see a lot of the similarities there, like, because nobody necessarily knows what Tomie is. Is she a spirit? Is she a demon that possessed that body afterwards? Yeah. Like, who knows? So... I've seen a lot of fan theories about it, and I love it. Yeah, it's it like yeah. Um, we said it in the episode, and we'll say it again. Like, if you haven't watched this movie, check it out because it's yeah. really fun. Yeah, I I promise you, I'm not. <laughs> I wouldn't lead you astray with this one. Like, yeah. don't believe the advertisements of the past. Yeah, just yeah. just watch it. Yeah, with yeah, an open mind. Yeah, don't trust the trailers. <laughs> all right i guess i'll get, get on to number three yeah what's your number three the top three was impossible top um, three was impossible um so my number three and these are all like almost tied for first my number three <laughs> is uh terrifier oh uh, I absolutely love the movie. Mm-hmm. I recognize the fact that it is not perfect. No. Um, but um, Art the Clown is such a fucking charmer. <laughs> and it has been a long time since I think we've had a modern slasher that has good pacing. Mm-hmm. And isn't just like... And, and don't get me wrong. This movie has... Its number one issue is it does the cat and mouse too much yeah for too way too long it happens way too like there's too much of that but and there's some weird choices of the characters but um but that being said there wasn't a point in time 
the like the entire time watching it, there wasn't a moment where I go, God, I let's go, let's move on, let's yeah. go. Yeah, how long is this movie? Yeah, how yeah. much longer do we got? Yeah. yeah, like I just, I really, really enjoyed it. It's you know, and it's such a, sh- a, a shock for me because the fact that I hate clown stuff. And not because I'm scared of them, but like you've mentioned in the episode, because there's it's stupid. It's yeah. played out. I hate the concept of a clown. Yeah. You know, and like, you know, I absolutely love killer clowns from outer space because it's a unique idea. Um, and I love Terrifier because the fact that Art the Clown, first of all, is a silent antagonist and love that. Mm-hmm. Um, and he is so funny. And it's obvious about midway through that you are not rooting for the survivors you are rooting for the killer and <laughs> that's what makes it really fun for me it was a shoestring budget mm-hmm. um and they what little money they did spend they spent it in the right spot which was the gore mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so i don't know like um i think it's great that it had a sequel i don't know i don't have i don't know what else to say about it <laughs> like uh just in the nature of keeping things moving along. Autumn, what was your number three? Um, my number three was actually X. Ah, okay. Uh, and I chose X as my number three because, well, first of all, it's a refreshing take on the slasher mm-hmm. uh, thriller genre. You know. Is there something mysterious happening? Is there something supernatural happening? You would never know because it just seems like it's these two assholes, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's a great, yeah, like it's 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 overall good. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like everybody that's in it, fantastic. Yet again, it's another movie that takes place on essentially one set. Yeah. Which I always love. So that just shows that it probably didn't have as big of a budget as you would think. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. As I said, it was just so refreshing to see. And, you know, we have all these sequels coming up. Yeah. So, um, you know, we're going to get the full story really fast. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> compared... You're not waiting like 10 years or nothing. It's it's. Yeah. Altogether. Yeah. So I appreciate that they had an actual end goal in mind. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's it's nice because usually when a horror movie does well and you get a sequel, it's because they the money. It, yeah. They're like, oh shit, we gotta come up with a sequel. Yeah. You scramble something up fast, yeah. guys. It yeah. doesn't matter if it makes sense with the first one. Yeah. This is a fully realized like. History. You know, yeah, history of, of this of these events, and that's insane. Yeah, so that's what I love about it. And, heck, let's just say it. The gore is great, too. Mm. Oh, yes, definitely. And just seeing this uh, these old people be so ruthless. Yeah. Too. Well, I'll, I'll tell you what, like, um, so I can expand a little bit more how I feel about this. I'll go ahead and reveal that X is my number two. Okay, okay. Um, because of the fact that it's a great throwback to 70s horror, um, mm-hmm. the movie feels good to watch. Yeah, it uh, it does the grindhouse genre without, yeah. like, shoving it down your throat that yeah. this is a grindhouse film. Yeah, yeah like, if this would have come out back whenever, like, grindhouse kid come out and stuff mm-hmm. like that this would have made sense yeah it, it, this would have been a top seller i think yeah. <laughs> um yeah it is such a delight and what is so amazing about it is the fact that it could have just been plain old you know slasher suspense film 
but yeah. also it has really beautiful scenes too mm-hmm. that make you like you have you feelings more. like you have like because you feel bad for pearl mm-hmm. you feel you know like you like there's you definitely go through the movie kind of on a roller coaster of emotions for each different character in yeah. a different way and at one point you don't really know who you're rooting for yeah are you rooting for these these old people are you rooting for the yeah. film crew like yeah, yeah. How am I supposed to feel? I don't know, but I'm enjoying the ride. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, it is, um, you know, it's very tight, very clean, and very gruesome. Yeah. Like, plain yeah. and simple. Yeah. There. This was another movie, though, where there was not a moment where I was like, all right, how much longer do we got? Yeah. Like, it, it just... It's a longer movie, but you it doesn't feel like it's as long as yeah. it is. There's some time, like some moments in that film where I was like, oh, we could have sat in this a little longer. Mm-hmm. And, oh, for and, sure. And that's, I mean, that's rare for a movie because that one's, that was a, uh, what was it, two hour, ten minute or something like that? Yeah. It, it definitely hits a two hour mark. And I was like, ugh, but well worth it. Yeah. Well worth the time. Yeah. Uh, what was your number two? My number two is actually Terrifier. Okay, perfect. <laughs> so, uh... We can go in on that a little bit. You mentioned that there was a sequel, Mm -hmm. which uh, we have watched since then. Yes. Because we could not wait to watch the second one. Yeah, it was... Yeah, I I had to see the sequel. Yeah, we were like, we've got to see what Art does in the second one. And, like, as you said on your, your portion, like... That is the reason why you watch this movie is for art. Yeah. <laughs> and what a perfect name to give him. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah. what he does is art. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like just <sighs> the gore. Like that's why it made number two on my list. Because as I said earlier, sucker for special effects. Yeah. And what they do on this shoestring budget it blows my mind. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, like, these are very talented people. Like, the big gruesome scene. Yeah. How did they do that on such a small budget? Right. Yeah. Because something like that would cost yeah. so much money. Yeah. Like, they did a great job. Plus, also, I mean, freaking art. Like, that guy just... Yeah. The <sighs> guy that they have playing him... So funny, but so creepy at yeah. the same time. I don't know like, how. Like, I I haven't seen a, a like a charming, um, villain of this. Like, I would put him in a league with like Freddy Krueger. Yeah, someone like that. Like, where he's, I think that art has earned his place mm-hmm. amongst like yeah. the legends. Yeah, and I didn't understand it before watching this movie because yeah. I would see people like cosplaying him, or yeah. I would see fan art, or people like going. I love art so much and I'm like why why well, like what's what's up with that movie like because for so long it seemed like everybody was keeping it secret yeah they would talk about it but I knew nothing about the film before yeah. watching it especially yeah. besides that there was a killer clown in it yeah big whoop yeah, exactly exactly <laughs> and the thing is is like not to throw shade at a lot of folks, but I don't, I've never understood why people gobble up the whole murder clown thing. Because, yeah. like, you know, haunted houses or like, haunted attractions are like yeah, that. Yeah, I hate when there's a clown room. Or just... the whole thing is that. Like, it's just, it's like, yeah. all right, cool. Yeah, you can laugh creepy. You've got a bloody machete and you're dressed like a clown. Oh, wow. And it's just, it's <laughs> so drawn out and so boring. Um, but, I think because art is, he, 
He's he like transcends a, clown. Well, well, I think that he like it's as if an old silent black and white cartoon character like walked off of the screen. Yeah, and that's you're getting like you know like Betty Boop. You're getting like this like <laughs> old like Max Fleischer cartoon character. Yeah, in the middle of this gruesome horror movie. Yeah, and so yeah, absolutely love it. I can't wait to talk about Terrifier 2 with everybody. Yeah, yeah, we'll have to get around to that very soon. Um, all right, so number one, I'm assuming your number one is the same as my number one. Might be. I don't, know. Be. I don't know. Go ahead and say it. My number one is Nope. My number one is Nope. Um, it was really, really hard because the fact that, like, um, I absolutely love X. absolutely love Terrifier. Terrifier, right. I don't think, should have been number one. Um, no. X was pretty much like for long, like while I was, you know, rolling around in pain, trying to decide like what was going to be my number one. Because nope, I think there are reasons why it might not have been. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm going to get to that here in a second. But but yeah, like I just I absolutely loved Nope. I mm-hmm. think it was super fun. It is a very clean three act structure yes um it is and it gets to the point in those acts yeah because you have i mean it is just amazing how you have this movie is almost an anthology Mm -hmm. with how you are introduced to each concept per section of the film yeah um and i just i can't get over um how well um jordan peele plays to horror mm-hmm. plays to because i mean because the scene in the barn fucking terrifying i know and it shouldn't have been as terrifying yeah i mean you feel silly by the end of the scene well because... it makes you feel like a real jackass yeah because like, you're just like oh man oh, okay. why was this so scary yeah. yeah i mean you know not giving spoilers for but, it but by the end of that scene you are just like oh man yeah ah. yeah yeah you have you have the whole like womp 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 and your head turns into a sucker yeah yeah it's it's it, yeah um but uh god like everybody in it is so amazing the how do they have every single character in that movie work off of each other like with like the dynamics are so great for yeah. every single person yeah. Like, whoever did the casting for that movie, like, brilliant job. You got people that could work so great together. I think that it's just, you know, because, I mean, like, a good chunk of the cast is people that Jordan had worked with Mm -hmm. prior. And so you have that. But um, I think it's just, it has to be a a, a matter of, like, seeing what their dynamic was, Mm -hmm. like, prior to filming or whatever. Because, I mean, you, like, um... David Kula and Kiki Palmer, like, I could honestly believe they're siblings. Yeah, yeah. Because they did so good uh, at playing off of each other. And, yeah, like, I could, if they did a series that wasn't even about the nope aspect, if I yeah. was just watching about them running a fucking horse farm. Yeah, I could watch it. Yeah, I would love to watch it. <laughs> and I don't like dramas, and I don't like, like, you know... Not fantastical the yeah. shows, um, but I would watch that. I'd watch the shit out of that. Yeah. Um, I want more of Steven Yeun's uh, character. Oh, yeah. I want to like, see more of that. I want to see how he 
got a hold of Jean yeah. Jacket, essentially. Yeah. How long he had been doing that show. Yeah, we have a whole other film that happened mm-hmm, with him. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, the, the director uh, character was fascinating. Mm-hmm. You know, like, everybody in there, like... I, I love Angel. <laughs> Angel is, like... He's like the lone gunman from X-Files. Yes! You know, yes. like, where... Um, I I love him as a character and as a concept. I don't know if he would do so great as his own he, thing. No, no. But, he's got to play off of everybody else. But, yeah, throw him into the mix. If Jordan Peele, from this point on, had a connected universe where Angel is, like... He's now a full-fledged paranormal investigator. Oh, my God. And each one of the movies, he shows up as, a, like, you know, as a ghost hunter or a monster hunter or whatever. Uh-huh. He's like, no, guys, listen, I know exactly, like... Or what if what if Jordan Peele put out, like, a seemingly, like, just perfectly normal movie mm-hmm. and, like, all of a sudden you see Angel show up? And you know. And then you're, you're like, like, oh, shit. Yeah, monster's something, coming. Something weird's fixing yeah. to happen. But, um, <laughs> you know, and again, like, Jean Jacket is such a unique, I mean... Take on alien kind in general yeah, which is uh, like because there was this moment during the film during like the the climax of the movie where i was just like is this can can i swallow this can mm-hmm. i handle like you know and i like i, I took myself out of myself and uh-huh. was just thinking as like general audience or, or just general population i was just like was this a moment that people said Oh no, this is garbage. Right. Because that I could totally understand why you felt that way. Or but, did it open up people's minds to like, oh, I've never seen anything like yeah. this. And that's the where that's where I land on it is the fact that we've seen graves, we've seen reptilians, we've yeah. seen UFOs up the ass. Like there is We've see, seen all the, the we've seen all the elder gods. Yeah. Since the nineteen fifties, we have had a bajillion takes on aliens and alien life and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And this is the first one in a very long time that I was just like, oh shit, this is this is super unique. Yeah. I mean, like, I would put this up there with like what, the abyss with mm, like unique, yeah. you know, creature design. Yeah. That you go, oh yeah, well, this makes sense because this here we have something that is from another universe mm-hmm. that should not look or act like anything that exists on this planet yeah you know and that's what you get and it doesn't no (laughs) like like i think that's what i like about nope the most and what what made it my number one was yes we it's something i have never really taken into consideration for a design Mm -hmm. first of all second of all while I was watching the movie, I just had all sorts of questions in my head about yeah. the creature, yeah. about the society that it comes from. Yeah. Like, it opened up my mind. If there's a society, because that's yeah. the, the question. What if like, it's it, the last one? What, what if, if it's the last one? What if it's not? What if there are multiple yeah. all over the world right yeah. now? Yeah. You would never know. Um, yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's a, like, I love that movie. And mm-hmm. I like, um, and what, there is a sequel in development, I believe. I think so, yeah. or some sort of supplemental yeah. series or something. Yeah. But I'm just saying, again, I know I gushed about it in the episode, but 
damn if he doesn't have like one of the most like unique and refreshing <laughs> takes on horror yeah. that I have seen in a very long time. Yeah. Yeah. Um I guess like how you like the litmus test of um of whether or not it's a good film or whether or not like you should feel validated or whatever on it on how how well you might feel about this film is um the honest trailers. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Like it's really rare for them to not like knock tear, the entire yeah, movie. Yeah, knock the entire thing. Even if it's good. Like there's movies that are really good that don't still tear to shreds. Mm-hmm. This one they like they don't really do. <laughs> yeah. Like they kind of they point out like, you know, like the you know, the nods to Akira and like stuff like that. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, it's just like what the fuck do you say about this? You know? Oh, and since then, uh speaking of the Akira scene mm-hmm. which i think in the episode i said if you know you know you know yeah, yeah, yeah. but also jean jacket's design was inspired by uh evangelion yeah the angels and yeah. that so yeah it's it's there are so many like facets of nerd culture in there yeah, like, yeah. i love it yeah um I, I could gush about this all day but we do need to wrap up we um, do we do so I'm curious as to what the listeners, what your top five, your tops and bottoms were. Do yeah. you agree? Is there anything that we still haven't touched on um, for these movies or other ones? Um, definitely let us know. Yeah. Um, were you, was anybody surprised that the Vavitch did not make my top five? Because right? <laughs> I do love that movie. Yeah. And that was one that I was like really struggling not to put on my list but i was poised and ready to give a defense as to why it wasn't on mine uh, uh, if it made it to yours and and, and that was the twins it was the twins <laughs> no no <laughs> um it's a fine film I, um, I i do like it a lot but uh but yeah so just be sure that you you know comment on our socials wherever you'd like because we're on all the above practically. i'm also curious if any episodes made you go Oh my god, I have to watch that. Yeah, yeah. Like, um, if you've watched any of the movies since the episodes have come out, let us know. And this is definitely like, um, and we don't really do this too much, but definitely a, a call to action. We know that there are a lot of listeners out there that you're just kind of creeping. <laughs> yeah. And I appreciate anybody that gives gives us the time of day, like 100%. But um, what would be really helpful is if you haven't subscribed already, please do. Um, if you already have subscribed, like, then just do one extra for us and comment on any of the platforms that we have posts on instagram twitter um facebook like realistically instagram and facebook are the ones that we're the most active on twitter is kind of like the you know the the, off to the side for a (laughs) lot of reasons now but um but yeah just uh you know because i know that we have a lot of listeners that go straight to the source on Mm archive.org we see you and i appreciate you um if you could take the time um, wherever you are <laughs> to to just go to one of our socials and go, hey, I'm here. Yes. Thank you for putting out your stuff. Thank you for staying spooky. Whatever you yeah. post a gif. Yeah, post a gif. Like, you know, you don't have to, you know, like I would love it if you followed us on those, but um, you don't have to. I just, I would just like to see you represented because I know you're out. We know you're out there yeah. and we appreciate you so much. The show like is a passion project. We love doing it just for the sake of doing it. Um, but, you know, like, if it, 
I would love to to recognize those that have been with us um, for the past three years. Yeah. Yeah. I want like I would love to recognize you guys. Um, thank you so much for the you know again listening to two horror enthusiasts prattle on, <laughs> ramble and such about you know all different kinds of things. Mm-hmm. Um, so that this one's for you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Indeed. That brings us to the end of this episode of Podcast Magoria. Our next episode will be just in time for Turkey Day. Gobble gobble. <laughs> Where we'll be reviewing. Oh, another freaking movie review. That's right. Oh. Hey, you know. <laughs> okay. What are we reviewing? We're reviewing um, the Hulu exclusive um, Into the Dark picture Pilgrim. Ah! <laughs> that's truly horrifying. That's right. <laughs> yep. So um, that's all for this time. Until next time, if you find yourself watching 26 horror movies with a ghoulie by your side, <laughs> be sure to turn the lights down low, make plenty of popcorn, and more importantly, you must... Stay spooky. Brains. Brains. Bye. I'm sorry, Shorty, that I didn't put Killer Clowns on my list. (laughs) You've been listening to Podcast Magoria with Autumn and James, starring Autumn Campbell and James Davis, produced by Taryn Westphal, with music by James Davis. Like what you heard? Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And be sure to follow on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for posts related to Podcast Magoria Productions. And as always, stay spooky.